Hi, everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. Tonight's episode is called Indiscretion because we decided not to talk about Warren Jeffs marrying 12-year-old girls. Yeah. And instead, we talk about just a good old-fashioned murder. Yeah, I think you can research that on your own at home. Yeah. There's a lot of information out there about it. It's a great episode. Like, it was an update episode, and I remembered the woman in it, and I liked the woman in it. But, um, yeah, too sad. Can't okay. Um, but I do love stuff, hearing about stuff about those groups. I do, too. I wouldn't mind covering it, actually, but it wouldn't be yeah. very funny. We it definitely... would not be funny at all. Yeah, I don't know serious. if this one's going to be funny. That puts a lot of pressure on this one. No, this but... is, if you're coming here for humor. What are you... Um, you're wrong. Why are you doing? We're not funny. Yeah, not sure. We're informative. Yeah. Mildly. Mild if you're here for mild mild to moderate information, if you're here for facts? Question mark. <laughs> you might be in the wrong place. There we go. Uh so discretion, I don't know why it's indiscretion. I don't know why it's called that. I have no I was hoping you knew because I was like I honestly where? don't get it. I thought it was the wrong episode title. Like, I don't, I don't get it. No, is it the wrong episode title? Because there's, it doesn't make sense with, maybe it'll click as you're telling the recap. So I'm going to, yeah, okay. I hope so. So this is season 23, episode 71, July 31st, 2015, Dennis Murphy. I was in the mood for a Murphy and I picked another Murphy and a little, another Murph. I've never called him that. I don't know why I'm starting today. Little Murph? um, Yeah. And I picked another one, recapped four parts of it got to the fifth part didn't work almost started crying because i was so excited about it and then it was over and then i could not get the fifth part to work i was like can i just skip the fifth part out of six parts can you have one part that doesn't work that's not it. not when it's five not if when it's, it's only six and you have that doesn't really work i would say you might be able to miss six and read a synopsis and understand what happens at the end but you can't miss five i, no, would I say. don't think so ah oh, darn it um also Papa Murph. There you go. I like it. We've been doing this for a minute. Yeah. That never came up? No. Gosh. I like it. Thanks. Uh, I'll be his Murphette. Um, No, I won't. (laughs) That's gross. Um, You'll be his daughter? Is Smurfette Papa Smurf's daughter? No, they're not related. But some people think there might have been some things going on. Uh, Is there no family in the Smurfs? There's no families of Smurfs? I don't think so. Are there any Smurf babies? I don't think so. Okay. How I don't know a, where they come from. How do they procreate? Exactly. How is a Smurf born? Why is there only one chick in the whole village? Why is there only... Is she doing all the dudes? Why is there only one old man? That's Why is there an old man that's chasing that's them around? That's why I assumed it's like a Manson thing, and he gets Smurfette because he's the oldest one. Oh, Papa Smurf. No, I meant um, Gargamel. Oh, yeah. Why is there a man living? Oh, like, like an actual man. Man. Yeah living amongst the Smurfs. With a cat. No idea. He's been ostracized from his town, clearly. Uh, He's a pervert. Um, Are they, is that being um, transphobic because he's wearing a dress? He's wearing a dress? Gargamel? Yes. He wears a black Victorian dress. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. Are you sure it's not a robe? Like Snape? It's not a dress. That would have been way too pro-trans. It's a dress with a mock turtleneck. (laughs) A la... Prada this fall. Just kidding. I don't know what Prada did this fall. <laughs> okay. Uh, this t- case took place in year 2000, uh, Baltimore. 
she was a bubbly woman in her early 20s, just looking for a clean break. Cut to a pool table B-roll break. Uh, that was clever, Dennis. At this point, I think this is going to be the mousetrap all over again. No. Um, deadly conspiracy from our Patreon, where the whole thing is themed around the game Mousetrap. Um, Heidi Burnett Zakowski. The shots were starting to drop for her. Okay, that's number two. And as they say shots, we see the pool cue going in. Yeah. Um, she had a new job. She had a new boyfriend who she might marry. But just like that, it was game over for Heidi, which I thought was a little a little cold. It's not usually they're more like, oh, and unfortunately she passed away. And it was like, it's lights out for Heidi. No, it was. I think, well, they needed to stay with the metaphor. So, I mean, I see I see why they did it. But yes, I went uh, a little bit. <laughs> I went like, uh, usually that's something I would say. I expected better of Dateline. <laughs> and I'd say, can you rephrase that? Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> so it was game over for Heidi. And then we see the eight ball going in the corner pocket. Yeah. Yeah. So thrice B-roll metaphors. And yeah. we'll get a little more pool in a little bit. Yeah. So someone had broken into her house and killed her, as Dennis says, in most brutal fashion. Mm-hmm. I love his phraseology. And he's got amazing, he is getting the quips out in this one. He's got four or five things that you're just like, oh, Dennisisms. Mm-hmm. So I said, oh, Dennis, you scamp out loud to myself several times. Oh, there's a 911 call from Heidi's boyfriend saying that she's been cut bad and is maybe dead. And he seems very upset. Heidi was the only girl with four brothers. Her parents are adorable. They are. Uh, so cute. However, they were very strict and used bars of soap in the mouth as a technique of punishment, which I thought was very funny. It reminded me of a Christmas story when he's like, soap poisoning. Oh, yeah, that's great. I love that. It was soap, soap poisoning. poisoning. <laughs> um, but <laughs> Ralph. so she she didn't like the rules. So she my parents dog is named after Ralphie um, and John Ralphio. Um which was to, Oliver's idea. Um, no. Your idea. Thank you. I thought it was Oliver's. I'm pretty sure it was Oliver's. I think you were in the other room at the time. I thought that I said Ralphie from Christmas Story and then he brought up John no. Ralphio. He already brought up Parks and Rec characters. I don't because think i first a... he said Little Sebastian. I'm not sure I'm a part of the story. And in my head, I was a larger part of the story. And then you came down and then I said, Katie, Oliver just came up with some good ideas. And then we told you what the ideas were. And then in my head, I made it so that Oliver was upstairs and I was downstairs. No, that's not how it happened. Do you remember that story about the kids with the rabbits? Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, So she was, Heidi was not happy with all the strict rules. So she moved out, but then she wasn't happy when she moved out because she had bad roommates and bad jobs. But she had a bunch of girl BFFs, as Dennis said, because he's Mr. Hip. And she they would play pool together. And there's a photo. Is there ever? With all the BFFs, like, posing behind a pool table. And I didn't miss it this time. And I saw all the 90s hair. All uh-huh. of it. Yeah. And it's glory. It was glorious. It was so much hairspray on the pool table that if someone had lit a match in that room, just a fireball. <laughs> the just, felt would have just gone right out. Everyone's yeah. gone. Yeah. So the 90s were a very flammable time. Oh, my gosh. that Those bangs. Yeah. And all the synthetic fabrics. Oh, my gosh. So she met 
uh, Stephen Cook when they were playing pool, which again huh. tricked me and thought I was going to see pool, which is, and I was going to get to sing Trouble in River City. Instead, no pool. Uh, well, kind of. They met, they met there. But is that Trouble the end? with a capital T, and that rhymes with P, and that stands for pool. You did it anyways. I did it anyway. I wouldn't, what was going to stop me? Really? Nothing. Not, not me. Not I. Uh, so they went home together, and three days later, they moved in very fast. Oh, my. A lot like my parents. Mm-hmm. And we're and still waiting and for that murder to occur. Um, we're still waiting for that murder, too. Yeah. And you and Oliver? Yeah. It was like two weeks. That you moved in together? Yes, you forget. No, I don't think that's right. I would have had something to say about that. I think you did. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you did. I think uh, it's not right. Is it possible? We is don't it possible? trust your memory. Is it possible I didn't tell you? Yeah, that might be possible, too. That's also possible. Yeah. We'll have to get confirmation on that. Yeah, I need Oliver to say. Okay. So, uh, in 1998, they moved into a rental house, and they lived together for two years, and they were talking about getting married in Vegas. He worked, I think, at Home Depot. Mm-mm. No? No, he did not. That's why part of this story is confusing. He worked at Lowe's. Okay, so the Home Depot comes in later. It does, and that, that's confusing. It's a huge problem um, for me. Yeah, that's really odd. They show a Lowe's. I mean, it's like huh. he works at Lowe's, and the only reason I'm even mentioning it is because Dennis makes a joke about it later, and so then I have, feel like I had to mention it. But it does. It does become important. It does actually. Now that you're saying it, makes me question the whole thing. Correct. Um. So in April there was chipping around the doors of their house like someone was trying to break in and then one night a stranger knocked on the door saying he was starting a neighborhood watch and he freaked Heidi out I'm just gonna say if you are thinking about starting a neighborhood watch don't go knocking around your neighbor's doors at night freaking them out first do a flyer there then we go. they become aware that there is a neighborhood watch they're not like getting accosted by a man at their door at night when maybe the neighborhood already has some sketchiness going on because they want to start a neighborhood watch and or just for safety. Any neighborhood could have a neighborhood watch. But like, don't just go knocking on the door, especially at night. That's freaky. So first do the flyer yep. and then have a general meeting out in public that anyone can attend. Oh, yeah. On like your front courtyard or the front, front yard. yard. Yeah. OK, got it. Yes. that This is what I'm saying. I don't think he went about it the right way. No. And also he had a visible tattoo, which plays later, which also I feel like it might have been something weird. It has to be because how was it that at night when she tells um, Stephen, this guy came over and he has a tattoo. And first of all, Dateline just tells us a tattoo. And I was like, how noticeable of a tattoo was it at night? Were you thinking face? I thought it was a face tattoo. I got very excited. We later find out the tattoo was we find out on the left arm but we don't know what it was but it must have been enough that she was like mm. so like was I think it like it was something really embarrassing like something he got like at a frat party not a frat party marvin like, the martian no like um something like a d-i-l-d something or like oh. something that his friends made him get when they were drunk or something he lost a bet I feel like it was probably scary. I'm thinking that it could have been a, a skull with a knife through it, like through the mouth and like blood coming out. It, it wasn't like mom. Let's just put it that way. I don't think she would have been worried if it what had if been it mom. What if it was mom dripping in blood? Right. Or maybe it was just a set of Roman numerals. I was thinking about things that would weird me out. And if I saw a symbol that I didn't know on someone's arm, I would be like cult member, gang member. I was like something 
that I don't know what those four Roman numerals mean. Like we still don't know what the Roman numerals on that guy in our, what episode was that? Um, Raven. Raven. Raven um, had that tattoo of the six, or it looks like it a V. I'm sorry, it was a V. It looks like a five. For Vanessa. No, but it had the lines on top and the bottom. Like yeah, a so it's numeral. a five or a V. Why? What does it mean? Do you, you should, okay, remember how you were supposed to start prison correspondence with Sheila Davalu? Maybe to warm up, you can write Raven in prison and ask him about his tattoo. I would, although I don't think they're allowing a lot of people to write because of coronavirus. Is it worth a try? Yeah, I could try. Okay, thanks. Okay. But I'm not going to ask him, did you kill your wife? I'm going to say, just, hey, what's up? Just want to know what your tattoo is on your finger. It's really bugging me. And he'll be like, uh, finally, someone's not asking me if I killed my wife. Like, I'll totally answer that question. That's what. That's exactly how you do it. That's... But do I say, hey, not going to ask you if you killed your wife. Just wondering what that thing, just don't even mention don't the me- wife. You launch straight in. Hi, I saw your case in an episode of Dateline. I was fascinated by the tattoo on your ring finger. Is it a five or a V? What does it mean? Sincerely, Jasmine Jovanovich. You're making up a name. You got to make up a name. Okay. I'm going to need a P.O. box. Luckily, you have one. So why don't I'm we not use- using our P.O. box? Why? What if he writes back? Yeah, that's too. But then it won't get there because he'll address it to Jasmine Jovanovich. I don't think it matters with the P.O. box. Oh, well, then go for it. Uh, So Stephen heard about this guy that came around and the chipped locks situation. So he made sure they got new locks installed. The very next night is when she was killed. That is weird. So how fast is all this? We have door door knob area lock being chipped away at like someone tried to get in mm-hmm. next we have the guy show up at the door mm-hmm. and then next we have i'm gonna change the locks calling about getting locks changed and then murder is this like a week yeah i think it's like a week okay so the cops found Stephen um cradling heidi's body and crying she was strangled and her throat was slit and dennis is kind enough to tell us that the blood dripped all the way down to the basement which I know that's the second time we've heard that, and that is so gruesome. Yeah. Why do they have black and white tile in their basement? They have, like, the tile of the kitchen in Clue. You know how the kitchen no, is that black? really? You didn't see that? Yeah, the blood was on black and white tile, and I was like, it dripped to the kitchen in the basement? Maybe they have a f- f- furnished basement. I think they might. Anyways. That's pretty cool. I like that tile, so I noticed it. And then I was like, oh, in a basement? Weird. That I is don't weird. Know. But that is, like, the way they describe it is horrific. Period. Yeah. But then there was something even more horrific, something Manson-esque. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Dennis. In red lipstick above Heidi's body was scrawled a number one on the wall. Okay. So. No, thank you, sir. I'm just going to say this. When I saw the number one, I was like, oh, like that. That's what I said out loud because they took the killer, took the time to write the actual pound sign the international number sign yeah and then not just a one like a slash oh the one with the little tail and the base no it's like the feet base and then the head is wearing a hat and doing a tip of the cap correct he wrote the literal number one because here's what it in my picture the manson-esque one is a red one but i don't think you know that that was a one then you would just think a, like a, a slash on the wall, like just happened. Maybe. Or what about a Roman numeral one? No, because that's an I. 
Well, if you're not smart until number two comes and then you're like, I, I, <laughs> you'd be like, oh, number two. I think he's trying to tell us something. The best way to make it clear. However, with the pound sign and the number one, it made it look a little bit like um, on a jersey or something. And in the corner or on your baseball card, it would say like number one. It made me think of a foam finger. So I'm feeling like. <laughs> so you had the same thought. Yeah, I feel like it was too literal is what I'm saying. That if you're just going to do it, then maybe you could write the one with the hat and the tail and the base. But don't. I just don't understand why in red lipstick when there was so much blood around. Isn't blood crazier? That's what the Manson people did. And yeah. in our Dateline, I feel like I've now plugged three of our shows in the past two minutes. Mm -hmm. um, deadly Conspiracy, Deadly Denial, and the one I'm about to plug. It's Double Date, right? No, it's uh, Written in Blood. Might have been a Patreon, uh, which was the one where a person's name was written in blood above the victim. And that was one of my favorite episodes of all time. That was a good one. But they used blood. I thought you were going to go with the ketchup from Bump in the Night. Oh, the ketchup Bump in the Night. There's a fourth plug. Should we just like read the list of our episodes? Basically, we'll just scratch this episode and check just them out, guys. Read all the lists of our episodes. So I guess I hadn't thought about that. So you're right. We've seen it then twice before. Yeah. The blood in a bump in the night said, like, come find me. Come find me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was the name and written in blood. And this was a number. So interesting. Yeah. Tell let us know if you think that the number sign is a little bit like, huh? I just don't think you needed the number sign. See, I thought it was very creepy, but then when I kind of saw it, like, but I've seen this one before, but when oh, I, okay. and so I remembered it when I saw it, like, I didn't remember it up to that point, but when I saw the number, I was like, oh, I remember this one. Okay. Um, but then I didn't really remember much of the rest of it. I just, the yeah, the number, it was written a little funny. It's a little, it's a little strange. And the lipstick is odd. Oh, okay. Makes it looks like she had an affair, maybe. Like That's lipstick true. on a mirror. Like there's indiscretion. But remind me later at the end when we get to the defense. I don't think I'm saying defense is giving away anything because we all know there's going to be a trial. It's a dateline. Remind me about the lipstick. Okay. Uh, so Stephen uh, tells the police that he came home to find her. Um, and she, she was dead already, but he tried CPR and he called 911. And... Dennis is talking to the detectives and he said, so you see the number one on the wall and you think here comes trouble. Eh? Number one. That's Dennis's number one. He's got a lot in this. Dennis. Here, here comes, comes trouble. trouble. Danger ahead. Um, <laughs> so the house was ransacked. Uh, the parents are devastated. And so is Stephen's sister, who we find out. I don't know how she must have been very close with Heidi or she's just very sensitive because she ran to the bathroom and threw up. We get her throughout the episode. She is our Stephen interview. Yeah. So Stephen is covered in blood in the photos, like a lot of blood, and he's crying real tears. And you can see them mm -hmm. in the photo is wet moisture mm -hmm. coming out of the bottom of his eye socket holes. And red eyes, not from red rubbing. Eyes, like, yeah, he is. And actual liquid, um, genuine tearage. So Correct. from my eyes, that's what I saw. It's true. No, you're 100% yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, and we're good at spotting real tears versus no tears. Now we are. It's a talent. Yeah. So it's an acquired yeah, skill. Yeah. Should we should we call the police department and be like, if they need us? Yeah. They could show us interviews and photos and say real tears, fake tears, no tears. And we'll say it's a combination of real and no tears. Oh, my God. I could see this going so horribly wrong. 
that they would call us and then we would not be able to come to a decision. I just don't know. I could see us going back and forth on it for There's two really hours. There's really only three options and we can't land on one. <laughs> Katie's leaning towards real. Kimberly's leaning towards fake. That's the worst scenario is when they're on different sides of the spectrum. At oh least God. if there's no and real, then you could say maybe we're on the same emotion side. But this way, we're in totally different. Totally different camps. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So he told the police that he picked up Heidi from her work and dropped her off at their home. Then he went to run errands. couple things about this. Yeah. It's 545 at night after work. Yeah. I just don't think that's when a, I guess a lot of people run errands then, but it's rush hour. But maybe there's um, not as smaller town and not. But it's Baltimore. There's lots of people in Baltimore. I think that they're in a, a suburb of Baltimore. And I think what's happening is he's going boom, boom, boom. These are all within like a 10 block radius because all the things would be like things that would be near each other. Right. So he went to an ATM, got a haircut, went to Jiffy Lube. And mm-hmm. went to Home Depot. He got more things done after work than I get done during work. But number two, why is he going to Home Depot if he worked at Lowe's? Yeah, this was a huge problem for me. I rewound to make sure that he worked at Lowe's. And then Dennis said specifically he was going to Home Depot to get something to fix a faucet. Yeah, a part that he needed. Why aren't they you using that at Lowe's? Why aren't you using your Lowe's discount? Do you not get a discount at Lowe's? You get a discount if you're an employee. Why are you going to the competitor? Maybe they didn't have that part. It was like a size of a washer that he needed. And it was like a certain size. I guarantee you everything they have at Lowe's, they're going to have it. It's going to, it's a but They were just out. There was a rush on number three washers. Number three washers. And that's what he needed. So he had to go to the competitor. And it's like when you go to target but you're carrying a walmart bag and you feel like really guilty or like if i go to vons and i have my albertson's reusable bag then i feel really bad yeah you have to wear a hat yeah is you have to go in disguise because it's embarrassing um i thought it was weird i thought it was weird that he went to home depot instead of just going or getting it at work just get it at work man like that's what i'm saying i think they were out i think a dude came in with the plumbing situation I had to buy them all. I had to buy them all. And there was none in stock because Timmy, who's the intern in charge of, no, they wouldn't trust an intern. He's the guy that's in charge of restocking and buying all the stuff that's in the back. And he was sick that week from mono because his girlfriend gave it to him because she's cheating on him with this other girl. Yeah. Um, And he's kind of homophobic. And like, that makes the whole thing worse. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, so he had a lot going on that week, and that's mm-hmm. why there were no size three washers in the back. So when this guy came and cleared them all out, S- Stephen was like, "What? I'm gonna have to go to Lowe's." And then he he and his coworkers joked about it, like, "You're going to the Big L or whatever they call the, the it, Big like, H, the H. No, they're going to Hell's Depot. Yeah, Hell's Depot. Question: Why didn't you or I freeze the stupid thing on the screen so we could read what the receipt said? Because I, I did see it. I think it just said like, or I read the Jiffy Loop one. I think it was just like said, it, this, it would just say like 29 cents part, whatever. Some oh. code that I probably. But what if it was something like that was really general? Like- oh, then we could. Okay, then we should. Because I did not know he worked at Lowe's till you told me when we started recording. Oh, okay. Well, why so didn't I? I didn't know I... how weird it so, was. I'm more asking myself, self, why? Didn't you do that? Because that would have answered a lot of these questions. But Right, um, if it was like hammer Right. That's what I'm saying. Nail. 
Just nail. Just They're not going to be out of nail. They're not going to be out of washers tape. either. Just duct tape. Right. So I need to, we, plumber's tape, because he was fixing a plumbing issue, like a faucet thing. They sell that everywhere. Okay. Anyways, it's weird that he went to Home Depot, and I really wish that Dennis had acknowledged that it, I, mm. I was waiting for a sentence that said, yeah. he went to the competitor to grab something to fix his leaky sink. No, he doesn't say that. It's brushed over, but I feel like Well, it's now key. we know what to ask Dennis about next time we see him. I do. I'm writing it down. So we say that, and then we never do. And then we forgot to ask Mankiewicz about Tiger King, because this is what happens when we don't take notes. I wish I hadn't remembered that we had forgotten to ask him. I'm mad that I remembered, because I would have been fine just not knowing. But now that I know, I'm... Yeah, I know. We'll ask him about it next time. We won't. So, um... Or we won't, because we'll forget again. So yeah, no, fine. I have a list. I need post-its. Like no, a, like a you murderer. You look like the crazy, crazy mind, beautiful mind. Yeah, that's what I need. A whiteboard. Um, I have a note app that is my life. And if this app ever crashes, we're all in trouble. You need to back it up. Do you back it up? I don't. You need to do that tonight. That's your job tonight. Okay. Back up um, your note app. I'll back that thing up. Back, back, <laughs> he... back that app up. <laughs> get it? Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Does so... have a shirt like that? That'd be a funny t-shirt. And then you have like, you have like a phone. Yeah. For an IT guy that would think that it was really funny. Gosh. Okay. TM, don't take it. <laughs> so the, uh, the Sarant Live computer IT guy would make that joke all the time. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, so Stephen has receipts for everything, but the cops point out that he could have come home and then killed her and then called 911. Like, he could have done that after, just fast. They don't think it was a serial killer or a break-in because there's no signs of forced entry, which is odd because we really do, at the end, need to know how that person got in the house. Um, So that's odd. But is there no extra? Because there already is signs of forced entry because you've got scrapes around the doors. So there is there is signs of forced There's a brand new lock. So the lock Did the lock get changed? Stephen changed it. Sorry, I thought he just called about changing it. I didn't know they had actually, actually been changed, changed yet. changed it the day before. Okay, well, that's wacky. Yeah. So there's DNA under Heidi's fingers, but not, it's not enough to test at that time because science. So they look for a guy with a tattoo, which seems like just a needle in a tattoo stack. And but they, they find this guy who becomes a suspect, who's a butcher. So we get some B-roll of cutting meat. And he works... With Stephen's sister, and his name is Terry Gilliam, and is Terry Gilliam in Monty Python? Yeah, that name is like keeps ringing out to me. Sorry, um, is it a person from Monty Python? It's somebody like a director. Maybe it is from Monty Python. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure it is. So like, I just have to Google it because otherwise, a million people are going to definitely a director of that one, the mockumentary of La Man from La Mancha. It's called. Um... I'm forgetting it. The worst movie ever made or Terry whatever. Gilliam, a British screenwriter. Yeah. Did he do the the Man of La Mancha, whatever? He tried to make Don Quixote is what I'm trying to say. He tried to make Don Quixote, the movie. Yeah. Yes, you're yeah. right. Okay. And he's a Monty Python. Okay. So he's like first suspect. Mm-hmm. He, okay. So then the detective goes, well, this guy's a butcher and Heidi was killed with a knife. And I was like, okay, sure. But like, like no one else has asked, like, has access to knives. Mm-hmm, right. So Dennis talks to Terry Gilliam, and he is wearing a nice suit, and he is a big guy 
I'm getting teddy bear vibes from him. Like, not murderer vibes. I'm getting super adorable, and I would like to have a game night with Terry and his wife. Yes, yes. So, but there's an irregularity on his time card. It's always printed out, except on the day of the murder, the time is written in. Mm -hmm. And so it's like he could have faked it on the day he was working that was his alibi. Mm -hmm. So that's shady and he has a tattoo on his left arm um terry says or dennis says terry let me ask you did you kill heidi (laughs) which i love when they do it's like terry's gonna be like why yes thank you for asking me that dennis no one's ever asked me you know what i did and here's why no it wasn't a rabbit with a huge pointy teeth (laughs) we're doing that shrubbery again shrubbery so a decade goes by a Whole decade. That's how cold this case gets, like, really fast. They have nothing. Before we move on, I have one more point to make about Terry, and I'm not doing a Monty Python impression, um, again, until the end. Um, <laughs> the question I have is, uh, I feel like someone put Terry's name forward. Yeah, I feel like if it, I feel like it has to be the sister or a co-worker of the sister that doesn't like Terry. I feel like it's Stephen. I think Stephen said there's this guy that works... Because he said, you know, there's somebody that came to the house. He's he's being interviewed by the police and telling them. Here's there's what someone... we haven't said. We have what we haven't said is that the person that came to the house was African American. Correct. I thought you did say that. Um. No, but so oh. I because just a tattoo, you'd be like, I know a million people with tattoos. I am also going to say this: a tattoo on melanated skin, as they as they say in Drag Race, highly melanated, highly blessed. Um, <laughs> it must have been massive. It must have been something that you would see because he's there. He's there at night. Yeah. And he has a large tattoo on his arm. But I don't see it as being that big because at one point we do see. We like, do see it. I in the interrogation room and I can't see anything. Like it looks like it could have been a bumblebee or something. Or was he doing that lean up in the doorway? Oh, that could have been why he's making for uncomfortable because that lean, if it's not Keith leaning, it's it's I don't like a leaning on a door frame. No, thank you. That's like you're not leaving here. But I think I'm what happened your entrance. Exactly. And I think what happened is we have Stephen goes in for his interview. He tells them about this thing that she was she really freaked her out that this guy came mm-hmm. to the door that she didn't know stranger danger. And they said, can you describe? Does she tell you what he looked like? He describes him to the police and they say, do you know anyone that fits that description? And he goes, the only guy I can think of is this guy that works with my sister. He's a butcher at Safeway. I don't remember his name. Some call him Tim or Terry. Uh, was that Monty Python? Were you waiting to do that? Did no. you plan this whole conversation so that you can do that? That came up at the last minute. Okay. But it, that, that's not the one I was talking about. That's much later. Okay. That's the last one for now. Okay. So I won't get them is the problem. Um, Have you not seen Holy Grail? Have you not seen it? Yeah, I've seen it like once or twice but you've seen the rabbit yeah sorry disdain. yeah it was borderline disdain <laughs> yeah yeah it's all right it's okay um no it's very it's very funny you're gonna get killed <laughs> so the um a decade goes by the case goes cold i'm trying to talk about murder here katie i don't have time for john cleese i always have time for john cleese everyone has time for john cleese um, in a fish called wanda and you know my GPS used to be John Cleese, remember? I love that. Yes, I was really jealous. I'll never forget. So a decade goes by, case goes cold. 
The detective was promoted out of homicide, but he would still look at the files in his free time because he never wanted to give up on it. And then the family would celebrate her birthday by eating shrimp Alfredo. Uh, that's, that only makes me think of The Office when they're doing the fun run for the cure for the rabies vaccination and he carbo-loading Alfredo before and no water. Yeah. And then like he's so sick. That's, that's yeah. what shrimp Alfredo, although I do love shrimp Alfredo a lot. That would be, I mean, I would be fine if my family Is ate shrimp that. Alfredo just like Al, like Alfredo, but with shrimp in it? It's Alfredo, but it's got shrimps in it. You, okay. I mean, if you, it tastes just like Alfredo. It's just shrimp is I a like protein. Alfredo. Yeah. So um, Stephen moved on. He got married and he had a baby and a good job. The detective then, after all this time, goes back to homicide and reopens the case. Technology has progressed, so they want to run her fingernails again. And this time, they get a match. Don't, don't, don't. And the detective is so happy when he's saying it. His, like, his smile, it's like he's reliving that moment. It was yeah, really he funny. was really excited. Uh, so the hit was from a guy named Alexander Bennett from Colorado, mm-hmm. um, which is very far away from Baltimore. And also, I'm going to try not to sing Alexander Hamilton every time. I thought, they, yeah. I thought you might. Yeah, it's a Alexander very... Bennett. Um, that's what I'm going to, I'm going to have a lot of trouble doing that. A-L-E-S-A-N-D-E-R. We are meant to be a colony that runs independently. We will bring, keep, I can't say that word, on us endlessly, essentially. They tax us relentlessly. The King George turns around, runs a spending spree. I'm going to stop now. That was excellent. There better be applause, everyone. Applause. there's going to be. So he lives in Colorado, and we see B-roll of him as a young man. He was an opera singer. Priceless footage. He's in a white suit. Yeah. Um, and he got he, all. Yeah. And apparent, I don't know from Beans what is opera, but when they said he got a scholarship, I was like, oh, he's good. That's what I, I don't get it. So no, I'm I like, believe oh, it. Oh, that's good. Okay. He sounded good. To me, he sounded, he sounded like an opera singer. To me, if I was faking an opera singer, like that's what it would sound like to me. Oh, okay. because that I don't get it. I don't have an ear for it. So if someone was like faking it, like as a joke at a party, it would maybe sound real to me because I have not heard enough real good opera. Okay, maybe I'm not we should go to educated. the opera. No, I've it's boring to me. Um, All of them. Some of them are fun. What about the ones that Boz Lerman does? He sometimes does operas. So. He had gotten in some small trouble when he was younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, small trouble. Just a little. That's what Dennis says. And then he goes in to explain the small trouble. Dennis, you need to reevaluate your whole life if that's small trouble to you. He had some issues with a friend. As Again, some issues. Um, his friend, Grant Lewis. I think Dennis is downplaying it on purpose. Dennis is playing it cool. He's like, he's good. And then he's going to build, build, build and surprise yeah. you. Dennis, um, so Grant is his friend. Grant is the kind of friend your mom wouldn't want you to hang out with. And probably Alexander is the same way that Grant's mom wouldn't want him hanging around. Like, they're both bad influences on each other. And it's hard to tell the chicken or the egg which one is worse that's spurring the whole plan on. Um, But they're both bad seeds. And then when they get together, it's just horrible. And they're also just dumb. They're like the hee-haw gang dumb they're like a little bit smarter than the hee-haw gang but maybe that's because they all have their they have all their teeth yeah maybe um so they were involved in a doozy of a scheme they were arrested for calling 911 
and saying that a friend of theirs wanted to blow up, I believe it was the state capitol building. I thought it was a bank. Maybe a bank. Okay. Um, One or the other. Unimportant. They wanted to frame this friend. And so instead of just calling 911 and saying, our friend is threatened to blow up this bank slash the bank that's inside of the lobby of the state capitol building, they say they actually build a real bomb and they plant the bomb in this guy's house. Oh, my God. But that's like one step really too far. So it's eight steps too far, actually. Calling 911 is the first step too far. So the police go to the house of this guy and they bring him in. And they're interrogating him about this bomb that he has no idea about. For like two days. Yeah. And he's scared out of his, he's definitely pooped his pants during this time because they're saying we're accusing you of terrorism, basically. And he's like, right. He's, he's so scared. So they play him the 911 call. That was the anonymous tip. And he recognizes his friend's voice, Grant Lewis. So Dennis is laughing and saying to the detective, so it's not all muffled like this. And Dennis uses his hand to muffle, to muffle like this. And I laughed out loud because Dennis loves a voice modulator. Yes, he does. Was this what it sounded like when you got kidnapped um, in a villainous plan? And he totally scarred that guy for life after he had already been scarred for life by being kidnapped. And then in the episode I was watching that didn't have a part five, there was another voice modulator thing. And I could not wait for Dennis to talk about it. But maybe he did in part five. Wait, can can we send Dennis like a fun one? Like something that changes your voice to all different funny things? I bet he'd love it. I don't know if he would get that that's why we thought he would like it. Because I don't know if he knows what an impact that moment had on us. When he held up the like speakerphone voice modulator to the man who had been kidnapped at gunpoint and said, is this what it sounded like when they held you up? And he's leaning forward. Wow. Um, I think I feel like it could just be a gift that he would just genuinely like. Even if he didn't understand it, he would have a lot of fun with it. So it'd be a good gift. Yes. Um, so I but I just oh, Dennis. Oh, boy, that's funny. I did. I totally missed it. That's so uh, great. Yeah. He goes. So the voice is even muffled already. <laughs> Dennis. Oh, again, you keep me young, Dennis. So within days Bennett and Lewis confessed to everything. They had even put a bomb, like how to build a bomb stuff on the guy's computer. Oh my God. And the reason they did this, couple reasons. First reason was apparently this guy had beat up Alexander Hamill Bennett. And (laughs) reason number two is that they wanted to steal his Jeep. So they framed him for terrorism so that he would be out of the house and they could nab his Jeep. So I just, there's, there's so many easier ways to get someone out of the house. Like a thousand. A thousand different ways. I can think of one right now. You call from the post office. You say, we have a present here for you. Come and get it. We're giving away free pizzas at this Pizza Hut. Come to this Pizza Hut. But it's three towns away. Can you make it? Yeah. Your name has been entered in a drawing, and 
you get a free car wash. Oh, no, you can't do the car wash because then he'd have the Jeep. No, but he would probably take it to the pizza place, too. So you need to get him someplace without his car. Yeah, you have to. Why don't you just lock him in a closet for a second? Yeah, it's true. But then he would know it was them. Maybe they didn't want him to know that it was them. This is still a really stupid idea. This is so, because if you get caught. You buy him a dog and then you wait for him to walk the dog around the park. And and also, it's going to be the kind of thing that, like, if you get caught, the jail time on something like this is going to be pretty intense compared to, like. Stealing a car, calling in a false bomb threat and planting a bomb planting up you created a bomb they built a bomb and then broke into this guy's house planted it they're committing so many crimes so many crimes when they could have just stolen the jeep which is a lesser crime good god all right i don't even understand no i don't at all how what's so great about this jeep like was it that great was it brand new were they gonna sell it for parts or was this guy just like to brag about his jeep and they were doing it as like a trying to hurt his ego or something you went from an opera singer to try to this, this? Yeah, yeah. And that's what Dennis calls some slight trouble. Uh, so. So then what? So Dennis says to the detective, <laughs> uh, when he hears this plan, he says, my word is harebrained. What's yours? Yes. And the detective says, double harebrained. Dennis and this detective are kindred spirits. They are rapporting. Their rapport the whole time is second to none. He's on Dennis's wavelength from the jump and yeah. doesn't leave it. It's no. great. Uh, speaking of harebrained, yes. I want to be known for both my hair and my brains. Care of can help. Yes, it can. In 2020, Care of is taking their vitamins and supplements and protein powders to launch a new skin and hair product line. Yes. So basically, they were already good for your body, your mind, your energy, your sleep. And now it's like, I can also look hot. There we so go. So it's a win-win. There are hundreds of beauty supplements on the market. And even if you find a brand you trust, it can be hard to know exactly what you need or what will work for your specific beauty goals. Like, should I use an acid peel to burn the wrinkles off of my face? Or should I... Just take care of's yummy collagen powders in my smoothies. Ooh. Care of doesn't just stop at hair, skin, and nails when it comes to your beauty goals. They dig deeper to find the underlying causes, such as hormones, sleep, digestion, things that might be affecting your goals in the first place. Mm-hmm. So first you take this fun and easy quiz and you get scientifically backed recommendations. And then Care of sends you these personalized packets of vitamins and supplements and protein powders. I love that they're expanding to cover basically every aspect of your health and beauty and everything you need to look and feel your best. I've also been using the app and it reminds you when it's time to take your vitamins and beauty supplements. And today my little packet said, hi, Kimberly, never dull your shine for somebody else, Tyra Banks. And I was like, you're right, Tyra. I'm going to get dressed today. Huh. I didn't, but I thought about it. You did. And And I am not going to dull my shine. And part of that is because it's about 95 degrees in this apartment. Yeah. And I'm quite shiny. But also my internal shine is never going to be dulled. Yes. So for 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter date dateline 50. That's 50% off your first care of order by going to takecareof.com and entering date dateline 50. Wow. 
I know. Isn't that amazing? Care of is a great company, you guys. And everyone needs to do things to make themselves feel good about themselves and absolutely feel better. And so check them out, guys. Take care of you. Hey, got it. Did it. Done. <laughs> Thank you, care of. Thank you, care of. So Alexander was put in jail and his DNA was taken. And that's how they were able to lead to him now in the Heidi murder. The DNA looks like it, it's his, but it's not 100% definitive. So they need more. Huh. They try to find a connection that shows that Bennett was possibly, uh, sorry, Alexander Bennett, I should say. There's so many names. I should not just switch from first name to last name. Alexander Bennett. Using Alexander Bennett. Um was he ever in Baltimore? Was he in Baltimore in the year 2000? They don't know. So they're searching and searching and searching. And finally, they find a hit. A Maryland officer did a check on Alexander Bennett in 2000, three weeks before the murder. He was walking down the street. No, I'm sorry, walking down the highway. And a officer did a check on him. And that stays in the system forever. So he's walking down a freeway? Yeah, basically. Yeah. So, hmm. yeah. Uh, so they, it's weird. It gets even it's, weirder. It's weird. So yeah. the detectives fly to Colorado and they bring him in. And he says, oh, yeah, I was in Baltimore. I was on living on the streets there for about a month after my friends ditched me on the way to a concert. Okay. So um. you're saying you became homeless for a month in a strange city because you were going to a concert with your friends and they ditched you. And so you just stayed in that city because you couldn't afford to go home or to go to the concert. Um, it's so weird. And the detective says, gotta tell you, that's strange. <laughs> and Bennett says, you know, you know, it is strange. It's real. It's real weird. It's really strange. What is your life, Alexander Bennett? Also, what concert were you going to? It was the year 2000. Was it Matchbox 20? Was it Destiny's Child? Corn with Corn, a K. Corn with a K, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, and I bet it was Britney Spears. I um, bet it was Corn. <laughs> Feeling like a freak on a leash. I guarantee you he was in. He wore like a black T-shirt that was like stained and wandering the highway weird <laughs> so, weird man um so bennett says out sorry alexander bennett has very little reaction when they tell him your dna was found on this girl that was murdered like we we're looking at his face and it's like kind of doesn't seem to react like nothing yep nothing. like there's nothing there so then he comes up with the story of why he says i had an altercation with a girl at a bus station when i was living on the streets in 2000 because i was trying to go see brit brit in concert um and this girl attacked me at a bus station and i fought back and i was worried because i thought i heard her for a second but i was just trying to defend myself she attacked him yeah so now we're led to believe that heidi this nice girl who works in reception attacked this guy for no reason at a bus stop and that's why okay so then they kind of trick him the police show him a photo lineup of girls. So if he wants to make them believe his bus station story and explain why his DNA would be there, he has to pick Heidi. 
but then he's kind of further tying himself to Heidi. Mm -hmm. If he picks her out of the photo lineup, he does pick Heidi out of the photo lineup. And then they say, do you have a tattoo on your left arm? And he does. And that's when we cannot see it. And it's frustrating. Yeah. want to know what it was. Because it's not big enough. That's weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then they um, call in the bomb watch, the bomb scheme buddy guy, Grant Lewis. He has an outstanding warrant out for him. So they are able to arrest him. Thank God. They crack Lewis, Grant Lewis immediately. He says, I had this drunken conversation with Alexander Bennett when he got back from Baltimore. And I was immediately like, were you one of the friends that ditched him on the way to the concert? Yeah. And then he somehow managed to get across back the country to Colorado. And then you, he hung out with you again. Because I would never hang out with you again if you ditched me across the country going to a concert. Also, were they like deadheads? Like they're following this group, Brittany, around the or corn? Red Hot Chili Peppers? Yeah, it sounds like that. He says he got back. Alexander Bennett came back from Baltimore. And we had this drunken conversation where he told me that he hurt someone bad. And I think someone's dead. I knifed someone. He's Mm. a poet. So they feel like that's good enough. So they charge Alexander Bennett. And the family is thrilled after all this time that they finally have like an answer that who it was. Stephen's family, especially his sister, is thrilled because he's felt this cloud of suspicion over him this whole time. And they feel like now he's going to be cleared. Yeah. So it's time for the trial for Alexander Bennett and Grant Lewis, the friend, bomb squad friend. Yeah. He flies in to be the star witness against him, his friend, because he's going to tell the story. Oh, boy. The morning of the jury selection, Alexander decides that he wants to talk. He's finally going to tell them what happened because the police feel like he didn't act on his own and they want to know what's up. So because his story doesn't line up. Right. That's what they said. They were like, it's off that he would just randomly kill this girl. It doesn't make any sense. So maybe she attacked him at a bus station. So he had a heart to heart with his mother and she convinced him to come clean. She said, if you did this and you confess, Jesus will forgive you. And Dennis says, that's a real come to Jesus moment. Dennis. Good job, Dennis. Good job. Yes, it is. Not in there, Dennis. So he confesses that he killed Heidi. And he says his accomplice was Grant Lewis, his bomb squad friend that's flying into town to to be a witness against him. So he says Lewis was the brains, or as the detective says, (laughs) the lack of brains in this scheme, because they both have like dad sense of humor. No, he beat Dennis to it. He literally beat Dennis, or or Dennis said it, and they're like, you know what? We'd like to get the detective saying that. And then the detective, (laughs) no, it was pretty natural. But you, I bet you Devin, um, Dennis was smiling. Dennis was like about to say it, yeah. From ear to ear, Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he, so Lewis, Grant Lewis is the brains in the scheme and their scheme is now to be contract killers because their first scheme went so well with framing their friend for terrorism. Meanwhile, Grant Lewis is at the hotel waiting to testify. So they call him in to the, to the um, police station and he's wearing like a suit and vest. Yo, yeah. He was very dressed up. He's ready to go. He's going. He thinks he's going to court. He thinks he's going to court. And 
he is also sitting next to this giant plumbing pipe that's coming out of the wall in the interrogation room, which I didn't know if that was on purpose so they can handcuff somebody to it or if it was just an, like a non-aesthetic choice that they're in a room that has not been totally furnished. Yeah, I don't think they had a choice. But they gave him a sprite, and so he's willing to talk. So he's saying, um, I do know more about this plot than I was going to say. Basically also saying, very casually, like admitting that he was going to just like perjure himself in court. Like, no problem with that. He's like... Oh, yeah, I'm glad you asked me about it because I was, I do know more. Um, That's really weird. You know? Hmm. So he says he sent Alexander to Baltimore. Not, they were, the whole going to see corn never happened. Mm-hmm. Shocker. And although I still kind of think it was Matchbox 20. Um, really? Okay. I looked up what songs were popular that year and it was like Smooth, Santana, and Rob Thomas. Remember that song? You could not get away from that song. No, you couldn't. Was it I Just Want to Fly? Was it um, Mark, what's his name? Put your arms around me, baby. Yeah. Was it that year too? No, I feel like that was earlier. I'm sorry. I have so much disdain for that kind. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry if it's nostalgic for so many people. I have like. I love Rob Thomas. I love. I remember that. I remember that. And we used to fight over it because you did did. not like them. Yeah, because I have very strong opinions. You really don't like them. Yeah. So. Okay, so he sent Alexander to Baltimore, but Alexander wasn't supposed to kill anyone. The plan was that he was supposed to get the upfront money from the person that was hiring them to do the kill and then turning that person over to the FBI. Get real, man. Yeah, because they're so noble, right? That they, uh uh-huh. They first wanted the money and then they're going to turn him into the FBI. Hilarious. So they arrest Grant too. So now they have both of them. But who hired them to kill Heidi? Mm-hmm. If you don't know, then you haven't been watching enough Dateline to steal a quote from our Mankowitz. <laughs> Alexander Bennett agrees to a deal. He's going to confess to everything in exchange for no life in prison. So here's what happened. No, no life in prison. Did you say no time or no life? No life in prison. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. I thought you said no time in prison. So I might All have. Right. Okay. Um, so Grant Lewis and Alexander Bennett, buddy pair, just a buddy cop movie of the century, Dumb and Dumber, they wanted seed money for a nightclub because these guys should be entrepreneurs of their own business establishment. That checks out as a great idea. I'm sure they could get a loan from the bank. Oh, my God. It's the dumbest thing. Let's go be assassins. It's like the most immature. <laughs> I've watched too many like violent movies. Like it's the dumbest like dude. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So we can start our nightclub. Yeah. So we can start our own nightclub, man. Yeah. We'll get all the chicks. Yes, totally. You're a music nerd. We won't let our friend with the Jeep come into the club. He'll have to wait in line and the bouncer will turn him no, away. No, Travis. No. Tra- you promise, man. No. Travis, no matter what. It's like so stupid. Also, what was their name going to be called of the bar? I thought I was trying to think. Couldn't think oh, of anything. my the God. Bomb. <gasps> the bomb shelter. Bet me money. The bomb shelter. A stab in the dark. No, it was going to be. It was probably going to be in reference to the bomb because that's the story they tell at parties. Yeah, yeah I do. did. They're time. proud of it. Yeah, oh, you time. know, they're proud of it. And so they're going to tell like some. I feel like it's going to be a bomb the shelter. Clink. 
But then, and then they have like drink names. Yeah. And they have like an exploding shot. Solitary confinement. Yeah. Things like that. Uh, so. Cup of noodles. Okay, gross. No, nobody (laughs) wants that drink. Okay. What? So. Toilet, um, toilet talk. No, wait, what's the thing? Toilet message. What's the drink that they make? They make the toilet Oh, yeah, toilet wine. Yeah. Ew. It's a terrible theme for a bar. So it probably was their theme. Yes, it sounds right. Yeah. Uh, so um, sh- shank. That's like a special drink you can get. The shank. Good. The shank. Yeah. Uh, so Grant Lewis um, put a coded message online for discreet house cleaning, which was code for we will kill somebody for you. Man, where did he get that idea? It's all from, a, it's like a fixer. It's like from a movie. They had watched too many movies. When did Snatch come out? When did like the guy, Richie, when did Lock, Stock and Smoking Barrels come out? Because I feel like that's what we're looking at. Yes, totally. Okay. So they actually got a call or an email, whatever. The person offered them $60,000 to kill Heidi. And it was supposed to look like an accident, which we know failed spectacularly. So Grant Lewis was the middleman, right. and Alexander Bennett was the muscle. Again, neither one was the brains or no. the heart or the soul, whatever. They had all the missing pieces from the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Um, so Alexander Bennett flew to Baltimore. Yep. He scoped out the victim by breaking into her house earlier, which is why there was like all the chips around the door, and going door to door as the neighborhood watch guy. So he was the neighborhood watch guy. So her instincts were right. Right. That something bad was happening and that guy was weird. He snuck into the house that night. Don't know how he got in. Me neither. Was there a key left? Possible. Okay. And he hid. His plan is to make it look like an accident, as he says to the detectives, like um, snap her neck and make it look like she fell down the stairs or something. You don't even know what you're doing. You don't even you don't even have a plan in place. You know what? If you don't have a plan in place, you plan to fail. And your business venture of this bar slash club is not going to go well unless you have some better planning in place. Correct. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, I thought you were. I seriously thought you were going into an ad. (laughs) No. Okay. (laughs) So. Heidi, like an ad for like life insurance, if you don't plan, like these guys. Katie, you know, if you don't plan. (laughs) Do you have a small business (laughs) about your small business loan? Uh, That'd be great. Or it would be better if it was going into something about MLMs. Yes. Do you want to join a team? A team team where the impossible is possible. (laughs) Do you like shoddily prepared leggings? Do you like But purses? you occasionally get to go on a cruise. Oh, gosh. Maybe, but you have to pay for three-fourths of it. Exactly. How do you feel about Facebook Live? Uh, <laughs> so Heidi came in, and she panicked when she saw him, and he panicked, and he says he rushed at her, and he tried to muffle her scream. And then he says, I swear he's the most intelligent killer we've ever seen on Dateline. Sure. He says... I was making sure if she was alive, I didn't know. That's when I had the knife and um, to make sure had cut her throat. 
there's like words missing in the way he speaks. And also at the same time, he's doodling in this notebook that the police had given him. Yeah, what is he doodling? Is he doodling like... It's like Lisa Frank unicorns. Yeah, I, I can't. I feel like he's doodling her body. Like, have you ever seen The Fall? That show, The Fall, with Jamie, what's his name? Um, oh, I, the, it's on Netflix, right? No, it's on, I think it's on Amazon. Yeah, it was on Netflix, and now it's on Amazon Prime. But it's the woman from, sorry, I'm blanking on her name, the woman from the X-Files. Jillian Anderson. Jillian Anderson. Um, but that guy, the killer in that, he's a therapist, and he doodles, like, things when people are talking to him. It's creepy. Well, Does that give anything away? Yeah, that he wants to cut people's throats. No, I mean, did you just give anything away from the show? If anyone not at all, it's in the first episode. Okay, good. You get it right away. So, it's very he's real dumb, and oh yeah. So then I kind of start to think that maybe Grant Lewis really is kind of like the non-brains, but the smarter of the two at least. Yes. Okay, Um, I can see that. Yeah, still like just a minor step below, like an it's smidgen scotch. Yeah, below. Um, so he ransacked the house and he used the lipstick to write the number one on the wall. Whose idea was that? Also, what was your question? You were going to say something about the lipstick. When you get to the defense, I will. Oh, okay. So they show him photos of who hired him. And he picks out, obviously, Stephen, the boyfriend. So Stephen is arrested and the mom says they all knew it all along. It was him. And you imagine, like, it's been over a decade. That's horrible. Did you know? Um, yeah. It's always the boyfriend. Okay. I mean, I kind of figured. When they said they knew he hadn't done it on his own, I was, like, waiting for them to get to that. But then when they said it was Grant, his was his partner, because they go, his partner was. And I was like, Steven. And they're like, no, it was Grant. And I was like, no, there's a third. It has to be Steven. Yeah. Did you not know? I did know. I knew, honestly, in about the first five seconds when his dad comes on and the way that his dad answers a dentist question, he goes, yes, he loved her. He's really defensive. And I was like, "Interesting." oh, that answer wasn't right. And so I was like, okay. It was well, also too, you like, have his sister, but you don't have him. And he's not the victim. Correct. And- Why else would you have the boyfriend's sister on unless, like, he was important to the story? Correct. But any, but I can pretend that they got me. It's fine. If I, if Dennis (laughs) asked me at a party or something, I'll say. Oh, I'm going to say they got me. Yeah, I'll say it too. So, Stephen pleads not guilty. Um, Also, he did have real tears. Let's not forget, he had real tears. So he did, and he held her body and I don't know if he did CPR because I don't know if they did that kind of an autopsy but I don't think know if they can tell can't they haven't we had this in a case before where you could see compressions like there's a bruising and things that happen I to think the you chest? probably can but maybe not all the time like I don't know if you could prove they did or they didn't but he, I don't think he had blood on his mouth area which I feel like oh. he probably would Bennett so Alexander Bennett testifies against Stephen mm-hmm. and he says he confessed because of his faith, okay, um, and because he wanted to be a human being and give her family some peace. I was like, you're so generous. And then he says, I wanted to grow up into a man and take responsibility. And I was like, 
Dude, you're like 40. Self-awareness is important, though. And the best way to get to know yourself is therapy. That's the truth. What stops you from achieving your goals? You out there in podcast land. For me, it's anxiety. I bite my nails and I've stopped eating Pop-Tarts. Instead, I'm just eating sugar in its purest form so it can go straight into my bloodstream. I've also been doing yoga and walking to help with my anxiety. Another thing you can do to help with your anxiety or any issues that you're having is talk to someone. Yes. Better help will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can connect in a safe and private online environment from the privacy of your own home. It is so convenient. You can start communicating in under 24 hours and you can send a message to your counselor at any time. You can schedule weekly video phone sessions to discuss things that you really feel like you need to talk about. Like, let's say you want to open a nightclub, but you already used your scheme of framing a friend for terrorism to get a Jeep and you can't double scheme dip to fix your money woes again. You're also just not that bright. You're having writer's block when coming up with a good scheme. BetterHelp is available worldwide. Their counselors are specialized in all kinds of issues like depression, stress, relationships, LGBTQ issues, sleeping problems, grief. It's super easy. It's totally confidential. It's affordable. There's really, what are you waiting for to make your life better? Really, what you waiting, what you, what you waiting for? Get on it. We want you guys to start living happier life today. So as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com forward slash Dateline. Join over 800,000 people taking wow. charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R, help, H-E-L-P.com forward slash Dateline. Because we all could use a little better help. Dot com forward slash dateline. So some of Heidi's friends testify that even though they seemed so happy and that they were going to get married, Heidi actually was thinking of leaving Stephen, which is brand new information. Why do we get no Heidi? For, uh, why, not one friend. I yeah, that I mean, it's been such a long time. Um, yeah, maybe. But all of those BFFs that played pool together. There's like 12 of them. Yeah, it's. Odd, but it's only an hour episode. There's not that much time. That's uh, true. We get we get her brothers. We get two of her brothers, and we get her parents. And maybe they had someone, but it wasn't that great. Maybe they got cut. I think they got cut. Okay, yeah. there we go. Here's the big motive for it: life insurance, seven hundred thousand dollars of life insurance. They each had out life insurance on each other. Now this is where Dennis makes that joke. He says. So should I wonder why an hourly employee at a hardware chain is like, and the detective goes, yes, you should. Best friends. Best friends. They're best friends. Best friends forever. So they had one car betwixt them. They had a rent. They rented a place. They had no kids and they weren't married. There's and they both had like hourly jobs. There's no reason for them to have $700,000 in life insurance policy. But as Dennis says, once they signed the policy, it was tick tock. Don't stop. Don't stop. Party. Don't stop. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Um, so Stephen dropped her off that night, knowing who was inside waiting for her. He basically dropped her off to her death. Like it's really, really incredibly twisted. 
knowing that she was going to be attacked inside, which does make me think maybe he did leave a key for him or something. But then also, why don't we hear that? Why don't we hear? Well, maybe they, it's an hour episode, so maybe they just cut it out. Okay. So Stephen's defense lawyer oh said, well, Alexander has something to gain by telling his story. And Dennis says, our old friend quid pro quo. Oh my gosh, Dennis is on fire. He's on fire. Our old friend quid pro quo. Also, how topical is Dennis? He's always way ahead of the game. What the buzzword is going to be for the year. He's like five years ahead. So He knew about coronavirus, like, way before any of us did. I'll bet he did. Alexander got out of life in prison for making this deal. So Dennis says, so he's he's singing for his supper. He can't turn it off. No, he He can't. He can't turn it off. No. So then the defense attorney says, I couldn't have said it better myself. And I was like, defense attorney, you're not best friends with Dennis. That detective is best friends with Dennis. Mm-mm. And not that we don't, sometimes we do like the defense attorneys, but generally, no. I would say it's like an 80-20 split. When they're innocent, I love them. Yes. Um, it's hard for me to like them, even though I know everyone is, has, is, the has presumption the right of to, innocence. Yes. and the right to defense. Um, also, the female defense attorney has this, like, whisper voice, like she's doing ASMR, and I found it very off-putting. Because I felt like she needs to be more commanding in the courtroom. Judging. <laughs> but you might but you might like her in you would normally like a whisper voice person, I feel like. Oh, I do, but not generally in a lawyer. Ah, okay. I'm very particular about my ASM artists. So there's no physical evidence against Stephen. There was a computer in the house which maybe would have showed that Stephen had been corresponding with these guys or had responded to their ad, but the police never confiscated the computer. Oh, my God. And it's also an IT guy's worst nightmare because it would take forever. Did you see how old it was? It was like a Commodore 64. Oh, yeah. It's like for playing the Oregon Trail. Yes, it is. And then Dennis has his third zinger in a row because he says, so basically there's no contract in a contract killing. He's on fire. No, he can't be stopped. So can't stop, won't stop. Mm-mm. Dennis's sister thinks, of of course, that nope, he's innocent. Nope, not Dennis's sister. Sorry, I wish it was Dennis's sister. Stephen's sister thinks there's nothing that points to Stephen. She thinks Stephen's totally innocent and being framed by this sure. criminal. For Okay, so the defense is, oh God. How would the criminal even know Stephen is the question. He did pick him out of a lineup. I guess you could say if he killed... I thought about this. How did he pick him out of the photo lineup? Well, after he killed Heidi in 2000, maybe he watched the news because he wanted to see if they were on to him and maybe he saw Steven's picture on there. That's the only thing I could think of. Or like a newspaper article. Okay, I'll buy that. So the defense's theory, which is so... is like almost dumber to me than the actual guys that are so dumb. Mm -hmm. Um, They should invest in the club because that's how dumb i feel this is um they think heidi was looking for love online and she met alexander bennett and he came to her house to hook up with her in person which she was presumably okay with because she gave him the address even though she lived with her boyfriend at the time and but when she saw him in person she rebuked him and said no you disgust me. Nay. I don't want to hook up with you. Nay, I shan't. Yeah. I love my boyfriend. I've changed my mind, and this online tryst must end. 
and sent him away. And mm-hmm. he was so upset at being rejected that he killed her. It is so stupid to me. Yeah. Also, there's no proof of it. Just like there's no proof of the other story, which they're saying is BS, but they are the defense, so they don't have the burden of proof that's on the prosecution, not them. So I guess, fine, they can just say these crazy theories that she was totally going to leave him for this online dude that she met, but then when he actually showed up at the house, she changed her mind, or maybe his pictures were not flattering, were too flattering, and she didn't like the way he looked in person. Uh, unclear. I don't under, here's the thing is, I don't understand why they picked a theory, period, because the prosecution has no physical, no computer, no plane tickets that show, that show Stephen bought them a ticket to cut the the kitman to come out. Like no record of transaction between Stephen or dummy number one or dummy number two. Mm -hmm. So I just, I feel like that's enough. I don't feel like you need to concoct a story that like, you have to think, what if our story is sounds plausible enough to one jury member? That's all we need. Is this story going to be so dumb that it'll turn off more jury members than it will convince? Because if I was a jury member, it would actually turn me towards the prosecution because I'd be like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But maybe Joe Schmo sitting next to me would be like, that's plausible. No, maybe we've got a damn it Janet in the jury who has been watching soaps religiously oh, and since like, she oh, was it's... 16 years old. Mm-hmm. So your light, your mind becomes a little warped. Everything's drama and everything's twins coming back you to life. You have the and Darcy like, from yeah. 90 Day Fiance way of looking at romance and life. Yes, except you have it to the hip, like this weird version because you're watching only soaps where like nothing is real and everything's crazy. And so that could be plausible to someone like that who has that like hyper drama, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm, it's such a lazy theory. Like it, I hate when they accuse the victim of having an affair with the person that killed them when it's a total stranger, especially some I've seen ones where it's like literally like a homeless transient man with one tooth. And they're like, well, maybe they were having an affair and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, just don't. That's so insulting to the victim. They were not just having an affair with this random man off the Internet. I mean, sure, that does happen. But it's that's not what happened here. And then that's why he killed her. Of Why wouldn't the killer say that? Why would the killer not say, yeah, we were going to sleep together? And then she, you know. No, because he right now he's getting off of life in prison. But they're just it just it just doesn't. It doesn't make sense. I think it's dumb. Yeah. Uh, So the defense also says, well, he says he jumped her right when she walked in, but Mm. her keys and her purse were on the counter in the other room. It was her keys and her makeup bag. So this is where the lipstick comes in. So he moved them, maybe. Right. Because the thing on the wall was written in lipstick. So he went into her makeup bag. So basically you're saying they're proving they're the opposite of their case. Yeah, that was the only part of evidence that kind of got me because it was physical evidence that she had to go. It would be a logical thing to throw down your keys and throw down your makeup. But why would your makeup bag be outside of your purse? Why was it just the makeup bag on the counter? Because it was the makeup bag and the I keys. I have makeup bags that don't go in my purse. They're like the ones that stay at home. Yeah, it definitely could be that. So I don't think that the makeup bag in and of itself meant that she was carrying her makeup bag in from the car and her purse and her keys 
That seems. I mean, I just thought, well, how do you know he didn't pick them up? Did he specifically say he didn't? No, he and said I think he wiped everything down really well. I also think it proves he picked them up because he took the lipstick out of the makeup bag. So he put it on the counter to open it up, to yeah. look through it, to find the lipstick, to write it mm-hmm. on the wall. So in trying to prove their case, they've actually screwed themselves, screwed the pooch. They've screwed. Yeah. As Dennis would say. And I'm sure Dennis has said that in several. Episodes. I'm sure he has. Yeah. So Stephen takes the stand. Um, he says that they were getting married and he had no idea that she was thinking of leaving. That Mm -hmm. was the first time he had heard about it. He said they were planning to have kids. So that's why they got that insurance. And she's the one who wanted the really high amount. Um, she had faxed over some final documents just days before she died. So this is also very confusing. This was also the evidence that was rough too. Mm -hmm. Was she planning to leave him? Or because of several witnesses say she was going to leave him, or was she planning to get this high life insurance policy? So my only alternate theory here is that she was Wait, also. Stop! 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 Should we say it together? Okay. Okay. On three. One. One. Two. two three. She, she was, was going to, to kill him. him. Kill. <laughs> so they were both planning to have each other murdered. Yes. Um, they were each trying to kill each other for the life insurance policy, but he got to it first. That's the only thing that makes sense. Exactly what I wrote down. I don't know. I didn't know her. But it's also why you don't hear about them having a ton of trouble from like the family and stuff like that. You don't Mm -hmm. hear that like things were really bad between them because they're both being so nice to each other because they need the other person to stay. (laughs) And sign these documents. Yeah. Basically, each was each other's free ride. Yeah. Like, we're going to get out. He just got to Mm -hmm. it first. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I don't know her. And I'm sure that the... We are apologetic to the victim's family right now. I am extremely apologetic, but I cannot imagine that they have not said this exact same thing. Because the brothers seemed extremely confused what those papers were about. Thrown. They are so... They are like... We don't get it. It makes no sense to us. Like, you, we don't. We, it's an ongoing mystery that they discuss. I guarantee you they have. Why was she signing these papers? Danced around that theory. Maybe not with the mom and the dad. I hope not. But I guarantee you the brothers in like a moment have been uh, like, do you think she was? Uh-huh. And I don't know. It seems really far. No, that's out of the realm of possibility. But then you're like, but he was doing it to her. So if he's going to do it to her, I mean... Why? Let's not be sexist. The girl could do it to the guy, too. And at some point in all of these datelines where someone's killed for the life insurance, you have to have a twofer in there somewhere where each person in the couple, it has to it's going to happen. But sooner or later, right, if all these people are killing each other for the life insurance, that both of them are planning the same thing. This we is might why, have found the one where it happens. That's why it's so important now more than ever to have the computer, to have these these communications, because we don't know if she had been reaching out. With, Unless he was forging her signature and was... Uh, how did they know that she's the one who had faxed the documents? Wasn't over? it faxed from her work? Maybe. She doesn't have a fax machine. At home, you don't think? Well, we haven't gotten to the fact that they don't have any furniture. Right. Or, and they shared a car. 
Why didn't they have any? Okay, we'll come back to it. They had furniture in the li- in the bedroom, just not much in the living room. It's weird. Not much. They had a yeah. table. They had like one table. And weird. then they had one table with like a, it was like a rice cooker and a little euro oven. And I was like, what is going on? They were but- saving up. They're a young couple saving up. What was all over the floor? It looked like wood chips. I thought it was wood chips from the door, but like. That doesn't really make sense. I thought it was trash. It looks like confetti, like someone just sprinkled confetti all over the house. It was weird. It was like little pieces of something it didn't all over look, the floor. It didn't look like nutrageous wrappers or like hundred grand wrappers. Like they were eating hundred hundred grands by the and just tossing the little but it like the little ones, like the kid, the fun sizes and just Yes, they were all over and whatever it was, it was all the same kind of thing. Yeah, it did. It was odd. Hmm. I don't know. Great question. All right. Um, so the jury finds Stephen guilty. Grant Lewis got life in prison because he didn't take a deal. And what's his face? Alexander Bennett got his deal. So I don't I don't know if we know how much he got. And I didn't look it up. 30 years. Yeah, maybe. Close to life. Yeah. I don't need him and Grant to be out at the same time ever. Because those two guys should not ever be in contact with each other. Because who knows what their third scheme is going to be. Are they at separate prisons? Can we check on that? They need to be far away. Far away from each other. They're like just oil and water. Too hot to handle. Their their bromance kills people. The maverick and goose of... Of the dumb hit plot. Does does that help? Yeah, there we go. So remember poor Terry Gilliam? He got an apology from the police. And he said it almost makes up for it. But not quite. He's like, it almost makes it okay. If there's one thing that was supposed to happen, it was that Terry Gilliam did an apology. Um, This episode is dedicated to our new favorite girl group of Patreons, (gasps) Malia, Melanie, and Amelie. I'm literally just pairing people by their names. How awesome are those three names together? Malia, Melanie, and Amelie? Yeah. And I feel like they're a great girl group. Yeah. So thank you, ladies. I enjoyed your hit song, which I I feel like their group might be called MMM, even though Amelie starts with an A, but it'd be like, mmm. Sorry, you Mm. can't say mmm because it just makes me think of David from 90 Day Fiance. Don't say that again. I'm also thinking that if somebody was at the bomb shelter bar or whatever they're calling it, what are they calling it? Um, the clank. The clank. Okay. So if if they were at a bar and some guy was coming up and trying to hit on them and they told them their names all in a row, he'd be like, wait, who? <laughs> yes. Because it would all run together as like one with L's and M's and A's. Yeah. It'd be great. And I do. And if they de- dressed in similar costumes for their girl group, like Destiny's Child. Yes. We would all have a very hard time telling which ones, except the true fans that are at home. Would be like, oh, I'm such a Melanie girl, or like, you're a Melanie, I'm a, I'm a Malia, obviously. You're so Amelie. I took a quiz in um, Teen Vogue that said that I was an Amelie. Oh, you got Amelie, I got Malia, and I would be one of those fans. That's how I was about all of my groups that I loved. Hanson, I knew a lot of things about each member of Hanson. Is that why you went for mm? Mm, Bob? Mm, Bob. <laughs> Uh, uh, we have a promo for you guys from the Criminal Conduct Podcast. 
it is an investigation podcast. It sounds so good. You guys listen to this promo. I cannot wait to listen. Um, it's by the guys who did um, Twisted and Pretend podcast. And it sounds freaking juicy and murdery. And it sounds really good. Oh, boy. Okay. 911. Hey. Please, my girlfriend. I think she just shot herself. Ma'am, I need you to calm down. Listen to me. Sir, listen. Hang on. Let me tell you the truth. I work with y'all. Get someone here now. This is Jeremy Banks. His girlfriend, Michelle O'Connell, her death was officially ruled a suicide. But not everyone believes the sheriff's conclusion. Then, a private citizen named Eli Washtock began investigating her case. But before he could finish, he was murdered. We're picking up where Eli Washtock left off. From the creators of Twisted and Pretend Podcast, this is Criminal Conduct, Season 1, an investigative podcast looking into the death of Michelle O'Connell and the murder of Eli Washtock. Download Criminal Conduct wherever you listen to podcasts. Ooh, I'm excited. Don't they have good music, too? Really good music. Uh, I cannot wait to listen. I've downloaded it today. Um, so do you, I didn't have much B-roll besides the pool playing and the cutting of the meat. We had time lapse. We had Parents some time, time lapse seasonal photos. I always like that. Spring into summer into fall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then one that you could barely tell was time lapse because it was just a police car. And things weren't really happening around it, but I saw something moving and I was like, oh, that's a time lapse video. <laughs> but nothing's like really, it was interesting. That's strange. Um, but huh. There's one major B roll um, that you love, your favorite. It was the sister and the dad. It was Kim and Pops looking through loose pictures at a table of Steven. And I was like, you don't get to look at loose pictures of Steven. He's not the victim here. He's not the victim. We need the brothers looking at loose so pictures. So freaking rude. And also, was this before we knew that Stephen was involved? Yeah, it was right before it, though. That's a tip-off, then. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a super fan of that. I don't like that very much. Um, also, I don't know how many times I wanted to see Stephen with the bloody shirt. That was a little real for me. <laughs> yeah. I don't like that. Also, there was one shot of her body and her legs yes. were crossed. Yes! Oh, like, I... in a weird way. It was like one leg was, like, laying over the other leg. Um... Like, she had been placed. It was weird. I don't... This was really hard. Also, she's 24 years old when she dies. I feel really awful about this. And all the pictures, she seems really sweet. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Mm -mm. Um, Brands unhappy being on Dateline? Home Depot and Lowe's? Which one do we think came off better? Safeway came off great because Terry Gilliam is a delight. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even eat meat. But I, I think would that, go to that Safeway just to say hi. That could be a title of this, Terry Gilliam's Apology. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a good title. Justice for Terry. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, anyways. Tears for Terry. I don't think, I think they both came off same. Lowe's probably came off worse because he worked there. He worked there, and also they did not have in stock the number three washers. That's True. why he had to go to Home Depot. So now they not only employ murderers, but they don't keep a well-stocked store because of their homophobic employee that doesn't stock the storeroom and got mono. It's a whole it's, thing. It's, it's a um, whole thing at Lowe's. Yeah. Watch out. Is uh, you feeling feeling Lowe's? Okay. I can't get anywhere. But wait, um, 
Uh, oh, I did say Lowe's Fidelity All-Stars, because that might be what the band that they were going to see. Oh, my gosh. That would be really funny if they were really into the, um, yeah. the whatever that song is, Battle Flag. Battle Flag. I loved that song. I know. So do I. And so it would make me upset if the killers liked it. No, so let's I don't say think that that's not it. the band yeah. they were going no. to see. I think it was No Doubt. Oh, it could have been No Doubt. Yeah. I just thought of that. Yeah. That's a good call. Um, yeah. I don't know any other brands that are unhappy besides opera singers, opera as a whole. Mm-hmm. Neighborhood watches. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Jeeps. Jeeps. Worth committing terrorism for. Jeep. So bad. So dumb. Uh, do you have any titles? I have one title. I only need one. Cocky much? God, I have one too. And that's all I need. But it's the only one I came up with. I wonder if it's the same one. <gasps> that would be amazing. Okay. Should we say at the same time again? It's no, probably it's too not. Much. What does it have to do with? Uh, well, I'll tell you it's three words. Okay. Is yours three words? Mine's four, but it could be three. I just have are an they extra word. short words? Mine are short words. Three letters, three letters, and then four letters. No. Different titles. I'm going to go. Mine is From Solids to Stripes. It's a pool reference. Okay, okay. Prison Stripes. I, I got. I don't get the solids part, but I get this prison Because it's stripes. just pool. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's it. Okay, go ahead. I like it. A solid alibi? Stripes. Striped alibi, a striped alibi. No, it's like a play on the word solid alibi. That doesn't work. No, but it wasn't a good alibi, so it's striped because it sends you to jail. It's because it's the opposite. Okay, it's not good. Nope. Um, my title is one and done. That's excellent because there was only that one, and they waited for number two. It never came. It was one and done. That's excellent. We, we forgot down. all about the Manson esque number one. I didn't forget. You forgot all about the pool, but I did not. I didn't forget about the pool. I do want I do want answers to why they decide. I want to ask specifically, wait a minute. First of all, who wrote the number one? Which one of them did it? It was um, Alexander. He was the only one that was there. I still kind of got the feeling. Sorry. I sort of thought that Martin was there in the end. Um, his name's not Martin. Um, and his name's not Martin. No, it's Grant Lewis. Grant Lewis. Sorry. He was not. He f- he had the other guy fly. Even uh, Alexander said that he wasn't there, that he was there by himself. Okay. In my brain, they were both there together. Grant just didn't do anything. I think that the problem is, is I'm thinking about that episode a little while back with the two guys that go to Walmart and they buy the Budweiser t-shirt and then they both go and one of them goes crazy and the other one doesn't. In my head, it's like that. You're right. Sorry. Grant Lewis wasn't there. All right, never mind. Alexander Bennett wrote the number one on the wall. So I want to ask him why he chose to write it out like that. Why did he choose to write a period? Was that someone's idea? Was that Stephen's idea? Yeah, doesn't he say that? No, he said it was his idea because no, it was... No, so- it was his idea because he was supposed to make it look like an accident. Right, and then when he messed up when she walked in the door. He couldn't make it look like she fell down the stairs and snapped her neck anymore. I don't, what in the world... And so, also, man, really go over to the basement door, open it, and push her down the basement stairs. After you've already strangled her and slit her throat? No, don't slit her throat. Right, that's, yeah. Push her body down the stairs. And yeah. then hope they don't see that, right? Uh-huh. Or whatever. Uh-huh, yeah, he's not that I don't. Right. 
he's really not that smart. And so he decides to make it look like a serial killer. And so he writes, I mean, honestly, man, write something in Latin. What's the jump from, yeah, accident to serial killer? Like, one is, like, innocuous, not innocuous, but, like, doesn't get investigated very much by the police. And one is, like, going to get investigated by a task force, you know? At least make it look like a random killing, because then you, maybe they won't have that many investigators maybe on Maybe they it, won't you know? bring in the FBI profiler. FBI profiler. To like, they oh won't bring gosh. in the criminal minds squad and have them, like, do an analyze a profile on why this guy wrote the number one like that. But like, it's, it's again, it's all this too far thinking. It's the same as the bomb in the house that so you can steal the Jeep way too far. Let's become assassins to make money to open a club instead of taking out a small business loan. It's all just way too far. Like, it's so all so delusional. Like It's like me saying, I really want some ice cream. I'm going to burn down a Baskin Robbins so that I can eat all the melted ice cream myself. That is exactly what it's like. It's that far. It's so stupid. So stupid. Oh, God. And sorry, I wrote Martin Grant all over this place. So I don't, excuse me. Martin (laughs) Grant. You got the Grant right. Martin Grant is a clothing designer. So I just skipped Lewis altogether. I couldn't get there. There you go. Apologies. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for uh, listening. Oh, that's right. We don't have any Twitter. Yeah, sorry. Um, I was waiting for it. I was all excited. Of course we don't. Sorry. Um, But thank you for listening and check out our Patreon and make sure you follow us on social media, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And leave us a five-star review on iTunes and also leave Josh Mankiewicz's new podcast, Motive for Murder, a five-star review because he's getting some not nice reviews that are saying, this was already on Dateline, one star, which no one wrote that about the thing about Pam. Take it down, Linda. Stop it. That is so rude. You know what it is. And it's a totally different thing when it's a podcast. And it's like different information. And it's told in a different storytelling manner. But also, it's make. It's amazing. So So stop. Chill yourselves out. What? Yeah. I don't. What is the rude Linda called? I know. She's a Karen, probably. Oh, it is Karen. It's her sister, Karen. I feel like all of us, a date with Dateline people, need to step up and fix it so he gets a higher reviews because it's not, they're not bad now. He has four out of five stars, but like. Oh, that's ridiculous. But like, that's ridiculous. It should be five or at least four and a half. Like, that's so silly. And if you go to the homepage, it's like one star because it's not new. Or I wish this was a new one. One person gave it four stars out of five because it wasn't available all at once. So they can't binge it. Because they like it so much, they want to binge it, but it's not out all at once. So they have to, so they gave it four out of five stars because they have to wait a couple weeks to get the rest of the episode. Is this just all of those people where it's like you never give the highest review because you're so special that the highest review. I want them to really earn it. Yeah, exactly. Also, clearly, Motive for Murder is a more in-depth look at a really fascinating case. Enjoy it. It's also the number one podcast of this week. Um, But still. Also, when we're saying you, we're not talking to you guys. We're saying... You know who I've talked Linda about. Linda and Karen Jr. Yeah. 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 What a, the Linda Karen morph. La Karen. La yeah. Car- La Karen. Yeah. La Karen. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Kinda. <sighs> <laughs>
Yeah, let's do Kinda because I'm so sad for Karens because they've gotten such a bad rap. It's not yeah. There. So let's do Kindas. They're Kindas and Kindas. Um, not to be confused with Joe Kenda, who Kimberly loves very much. <laughs> um, I have. I will leave everyone with one thing that I saw today on Amazon, as I was going to look at a uh, pool foam noodles because don't ask. It's a project. So I was going to see how much they were on Amazon, and someone asked. But does it come in white? I need to make sure I can order it in white question. It's on the white pool noodles page. Does it come in white? It is white. Yeah, it's white. And they said, and the person underneath them said, well, there's color options. I ordered mine in black and it came in black. (laughs) And I thought that was beautiful. Clean response to Kinda, who just was so confused like she was worried that somehow if she didn't pick if she picked white it would come in yellow. Yeah. What? Yeah. Why are you typing the question? Well, that's and, for a craft project, right? That's not for the pool. That's It's for, for the pool. Like, I no, mean, no, but I she's think, using it for a craft project. She's that's using why it for it something like white. I'm using it for. It. But she's on the white. She's making a Bjork swan dress costume. Then choose the white option. Yes. It not- only comes in like white, blue and black. Yes, Joni, was that you? Are you surprised me at the Bjork costume? Oh, maybe so. Your birthday approaches. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Stay safe. Stay safe. Stay safe. Do watch alone. Little while longer. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.